0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los
2: Angeles.
3: Coming up on NBA today the Sixers and Ben Simmons standoff continues is a resolution off the table Brian Windhorse is in studio with the latest and big man battle in Utah Rudy Gobert and Miles Turner mixed it up we saw four ejections was this a kerfuffle or a brouhaha Steph Curry is the betting favorite to win the MVP but he's not the reason the Warriors will win the title what? We'll explain. NBA Today starts right now. It is NBA Today, and it is Friday. I'm Malika Andrews. Richard Jefferson is going to be with us from New York. Kendrick Perkins, Brian Windhorst, all with me here in studio. Zach Lowe will join us later. And guys, it's been a whole week, a whole week, since we talked about Ben Simmons on the show. But alas, oh. we have new developments. So here was Sixers coach Doc Rivers last night before Philly hosted
4: Toronto. Uh, He was in our film and and I honestly didn't know, but he was uh, because, you know, he was in the back and I didn't see him once the season started. I'm just focusing on that. And I let Daryl and Elton and those guys handle all the other stuff. How do you
0: make sure that the chemistry doesn't go south when he returns? Keith
4: because again, I'm not worried about that. He's not here. Like I'm focused on Toronto. Um, uh, When and if that happens, we will deal with it and, and it'll be okay. I believe that but right now I honest to God if of all the 40 things I did today that was not on the list. So I'm not even that
2: concerned by it.
3: So the athletic shared this quote from Simmons agent Rich Paul I truly believe the fines the targeting the negative publicity shined on this issue. That's very unnecessary and has furthered the mental health issues for Ben. So either you can help Ben or come out and say he's lying, which is it? So back here in Los Angeles, Brian, we have Richard Jefferson beaming in, joining us. But Brian, you spoke to Rich Paul. What did you learn?
0: We have to realize that Rich is speaking for Ben, because Ben hasn't spoken publicly since June, since the end of the playoffs last year. And so what Rich is saying is that um, he doesn't believe that the Sixers actually, he he doesn't think that the Sixers are helping uh, uh, Ben return to play by the way that they're behaving with these fines. He thinks it's actually counterproductive. Mm. And really, if I could just say what the bottom line here is, and really this has been the bottom line for months, Malika, and I'm afraid to say it's gonna be the bottom line for months going forward. Ben does not want to be there, but wants to get paid. The 76ers want Ben to play, but in lieu of that, don't want to pay him. And frankly, the NBA doesn't want that either because it then sets the precedent. If you're not happy with your situation, Not only can you demand a trade, you can demand a trade and not play and still get paid. And so that is where we are. We are at a stalemate. And everything about it, the fines, the using of the escrow, seeing a therapist, all of those are details in this overall fight that is really about that bare principle. And I don't think we have any end in sight. And what Mm -hmm. Rich Paul is basically doing here is coming out, putting his name on it, and making that clear. Okay,
3: no end in sight. So, So, Richard, at this point, I mean, do you see any way in which simmons is going to be able to play for the sixers
1: i like again you never say never because ultimately you know cooler heads can prevail but i will point to and i I, people have been talking about it recently you look at the john wall situation john wall was told that hey stay home right until we figure out what we want what we're going to do moving forward we're okay with you staying home and getting paid And so when you look at that, these are two situations where you have like high-level, high-attention type players. One doesn't want to be there and wants to get traded, and they're trying to force him to come. One is just has too bloated of a contract, and they're like, look, stay home. So there's just so many different ways to handle this. And I will be honest, both sides are handling this probably not as well as they could.
4: Do you agree, Perk? I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, mental health is serious, Very. okay? And, and and I don't want to say that Ben Simmons is lying. Matter of fact, I wish him well. I hope he get through this trying time, you know, if he is dealing with mental health. But what I'm saying right now is a few things. One that Ben Simmons' plan is backfiring on him right now. Because Mm -hmm. if you look at the steps that he tried to take to force his way out of Philly, saying he wouldn't report, saying that he wasn't gonna show up, he wasn't gonna play in Philly again, then all of a sudden the fines started to come in. Here's the thing, I understand as Rich Paul being his agent, He's supposed to support his client and step up when need be. But we're just waiting on a statement from Ben Simmons. We are talking about a grown man here. Like At some point, like Calvin Ridley did for the NFL, make a statement. Say that you're battling this. It's okay. But I said this before. Look, it was going to come a time where it was going to be that one ownership group. That was going to put their foot down and make a stance, and mm-hmm. now you have this ownership group of the Philadelphia 76ers, who's not budging, who's making a stand, and guess what? All owners from around the NBA are supporting the ownership group and saying, "Yeah, don't yeah fight this fight." So this is this is what we had. One thing that Rich also said to me
0: was that if Ben is healthy, which he is. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's keeping him from playing right now is because he's not mentally
4: in, in the in the in the mindset to do it. Yeah, but you got to communi- you got to communicate but, that. Like, you can't just say I'm going to deal with this. And he is communicating
0: t- it, but I think the issue is the Sixers. Say, is you have to you have to, to communicate it on our terms. But, Perk, your point about the ownership standing up to this—I think this is a league-wide problem because last year you had the the the, the Thunder putting out a statement saying Al Horford isn't going to play. Mm. Uh, he's fine. Where well, he's not, not going to play him because we're going to try to trade him. We don't want him to get hurt. Mm-hmm. John Wall, same thing. Like, we're not going to play him. Once you set the tone that it's okay for some guys not to get paid and wait for a trade, and it's not okay for other guys not to get paid, and wait for a trade, that's a league issue, Perk. And I know that this, I mean, that, that's, that's an Adam Silver issue that has been spinning in this direction yes. and yes. has come to this yeah. reckoning. Yes. You look incredulous, Perk.
4: Yeah, but it's, it's, it's communication. It's communication. John Wall is Rich Paul Klein, right? Right? Doesn't John Wall and he's under Clutch Sports. It's about communication. And John Wall actually is sitting on the bench. He's actually visible at every game. And it wasn't just like it was him saying, I'm not gonna play. The Rockets was you know, in 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 on this in the Al Horford situation, Sam Preston was saying, "Al, look, you don't have to play." So, like, it's a communication thing. So when Ben just goes silent and feel like he's going to do things his way without communicating, not returning well, people' he phone. Would,
0: he would say, "Perk," that he told them in June, trade me. And then he told them in August,
4: Brian, I'm not going to play. I'm I, just saying that's I mean, the thing. I mean, like, we have one side of it. We have Rich Paul's side of it. And I didn't hear stories as well. I talked to Doc Rivers as well. That things I will not air out that me and Doc Rivers talked about that I could say, hey, no, that's not how the meeting went.
3: Mm. All right. Richard?
1: Uh, well, look, I, everybody is making good points, but I really like what Brian says. This is a league issue. Because as much as we talk about putting your foot down and you're right, Perk, the Philadelphia 76ers owners are just like, hey, this is what it's going to be. We're willing willing to go. And you could tell by Daryl Morey joking, if you will, saying that, hey, this could be a four-year issue. Again, even when he said that, that was a direct shot. Because if this is a four-year issue, then let's be honest, and Daryl Morey hasn't done his job properly. you got to be able to move on and move the franchise forward. But this is right. a league issue. You can't have, like you said, John Wall. Then you have Al Horford. You mm-hmm. have Al Horford other players during the trade deadline that are constantly asked to sit out because we're trying to trade you. And when the trade doesn't go through, next thing you know, they're like, all right, well, let's go let's go and finish the season. So this is a league issue that needs to be handled. And this sometimes moments like this, where you have two sides that aren't backing down, that's when you get the league to kind of step in and says, we need to adjust this protocol.
3: Well, Richard, remember at the beginning of our show, we had Adam Silver on and, and I asked him about this precedent that seems to be in motion here. And Adam Silver said, yes, you know, we've had a lot of cases over the years of guys feeling right like they potentially didn't want to be where they were what's unique about this situation is the time and money left and the fact that it still hasn't resolved itself. but adam silver said you know this is why we have contracts that's the phrase that he used but clearly a contract isn't enough to be moving this situation Another situation that we had (laughs) was over in Utah last night. Two of the best defensive pigs in the league. (laughs) They went at it. Let's take a look. Rudy Gobert and the Jazz were hosting Miles Turner and the Pacers. They got their game faces on. This is the third quarter. The Pacers are up nine. Turner, look at this. He blocks Gobert at the rim, but Gobert thought he was fouled. Here you see him yelling at the ref. He received a technical for that play. So then in the fourth quarter, things getting chippy, another block right here. Nice. But this time, look after the block, Turner and Gobert, they start mixing it up with each other. They have to be separated. And as oh, Turner and Gobert get
2: taken, <laughs> oh <my laughs> here's Gobert
3: maybe dragged him. So sweet. And then that you counts. see that Turner. Exception huggy, with that, <laughs> here's your huggy huggy. <laughs> but oh, look, 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 at look, it. While they're oh, hug wrestling, yeah. Joe Ingles, and he used to be really upset to piss off Joe Ingles, makes contact with the referee, so Ingles would be nah, ejected. You, you, you can't do that. So then later in the scuffle, look, Donovan Mitchell also makes contact with the referee, so Mitchell was ejected. Turner and Gobert were ejected, but the Pacers win.
0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: So, like, guys need to stop acting like they're going to fight because they know that in two seconds there's going to be 20 security guards in between us and they know that, okay, it's cool for the cameras, but they know we aren't going to fight. Like, guys that are not about about that life need to stop acting like they are because at some point, like, I might have to stand up for myself.
4: Everybody saw what happened. I thought it was a dirty play. You know, there was a, I'm not sure which ref, somebody saw, I think, I thought all that could have been prevented, but that's besides the point, you know, he pulled me down, I wasn't about to take that, so get the rope.
1: You know, Miles is one of the guys that's leading the charge, um, you know, guys try him and he's, he's the best shot blocker in the world, he's going against the second best shot blocker tonight,
2: and uh, you know, I, I think Miles showed what he, showed what he was tonight.
3: We've had a lot of uh, fight night talk on this show this weekend. (laughs) And, Perk, after we talked about the Morris and Jokic debacle, we noted that you've had one or two dust-ups over the course of of his career. (laughs) We we just heard Rudy Gobert say, we knew we weren't going to fight. What did you think?
4: Uh, (laughs) He probably wasn't (laughs) going to fight, but look, (laughs) let's... I will say this. I mean, that was just funny. Two seven-footers just doing a little huggy hug. I mean, it was cute. It was cute. Look, it wasn't nothing. It was a little, you know, a little scuffle, a little tangle up. Like, that's what happened when you're in the trenches. I actually love this type of thing. I mean, look, no punches was thrown. Guys are competing. You got two of the best shot blocks of two bigs getting physical. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with that. What do you that think? Was, Rich? That was that
1: that that
4: that was it was funny. There's nobody that watched <laughs> that that didn't laugh
1: at that.
3: Even well, even we hear even Turk la- Ru- is still laughing. Yeah, but even
1: it. Rudy Rudy says it. he goes no one's going to fight anybody. No one's going to throw punches. He's like so, you know, like le- at the end of the day, this was two guys that got a little bit heated. They decided to little, do a little do-si-do, a little, you know, four-square <laughs> dance together in Utah, have a good time. You know, it just, and you if you know Rudy Gobert and you know Miles Turner, which I which I do, both of these guys are great human beings, great people. They're not these, these guys that you think are gonna start some stuff. They just got over, they got a little overheated
3: overheated all right that's fine well as our friend tim mcmahon said he said this qualifies as a kerfuffle it didn't quite raise to the level of a brouhaha but brian what's the history between
0: yeah i think this is actually personal for miles turner because miles has a thing with rudy gobert really going back to the 2019 world cup in china the french you know slapped the americans over in china i was at the game gobert was awesome that game Mm -hmm. miles turner was the starting center for the u.s and that's always given miles an edge when they've seen each other since plus Miles thinks he should be like a defensive player of the year candidate. He's been one of the best shot blockers in the league for a while. He sees Gobert with a $200 million contract, says, I'm not that much different of a player. So he gets up when he sees Gobert. And so when he felt like Gobert was grabbing at him, right. he was more prone to go back at him.
3: So we mentioned though, that there were four ejections in this game. Yeah. Two of them came for pushing making contact with referees in mitchell and joe ingles should we expect to see any discipline from the league
0: so i don't think for the two big guys but you got to watch that that contact with the officials now after the so ingles comes flying in there and slams an official now after the game the officials on the pool report mentioned that they felt that was in, that was not intentional contact uh, i he didn't come running in there meaning to hit the ref but nba uh, officials and the league office are very protective of the refs they don't like hands on officials so mm-hmm. if there's any danger and i don't necessarily think there is if there's any danger that would be where i think the discipline would come
3: well because we can't just have fights on the court i know you you both have been very clear you know duke it out hug it out whatever it is you do on the court but kind of do it on the court but of course it has to spill over to twitter so the pacers twitter took one last shot at gobert after the game (laughs) it will be fun to see these two in the defensive player of the year race down the stretch so one more little shot with a little w you know, add another layer to it. It was a
0: really good win for the... It was a good win.
3: It was a good win. Coming up on NBA Today, speaking of good wins, the Warriors, they're looking like a championship-level squad. Zach Lowe tells us why they may win it all. And Giannis and KD, they've got MVPs. They've got titles. But next, we'll explain why their greatness is still underrated. And finally, we're going to play a little chop-it-or-drop-it. Do Brian, Pork, and Richard want to discuss a sneaky MVP candidate or off-season acquisition?
2: NBA Today is brought to you by Disney Plus Day. Get one month of Disney Plus for $1.99 now until November 14th. Now streaming the stories you love.
0: What's been your most memorable shot?
2: The next
5: one. Never worried about my shot ever. Look at my splash, look at my trip, in my
4: bag, this shit. I usually let my play do the talking.
3: Welcome back to NBA Today. Golden State has the best record in the NBA this season and are reminiscent of teams that went to five straight finals, winning three of them from 2015 to 2019. For more comparison, Kirk Goldsberry takes us off the charts
5: the golden state warriors are off to the best start in the nba because they are red hot on both sides of the court
4: i love it, I love it.
5: led by stephen curry the Dubs' offense is putting up great numbers even without Klay thompson got it oh my goodness earlier this week the 33 year old curry became the oldest player in nba history with 50 points and 10 assists in a game he is on awesome. The Warriors currently rank third in the NBA in offensive efficiency in large part because they lead the league in shooting efficiency, posting an effective field goal percentage of 56.0, a splashy mark they have not touched since their last finals run in 2018-19. That's definitely something that jumps off the page. As if that weren't enough, by allowing just 99.2 points per 100 possessions, Draymond Green and the Dubs also boast the NBA's top-ranked defense.
4: It's the Draymond Green effect!
5: They also rank in the top five in both steals and deflections per game.
4: Stats are of equal winning.
5: That's right, Draymond. And there were plenty of wins to be had the last time the Warriors had the league's top defense and Steve Kerr's first season as head coach when the Dubs won it all in 2015.
0: The Bays team is the best team.
5: If these Warriors can keep their two-way attack firing on both cylinders,
4: yeah!
5: we could be in for a familiar sight at the end of the season.
3: Thank you, Kirk. So senior writer Zach Lowe joins us now and you've You've been driving the Warriors bandwagon all season long, Zach, but there's still a long way to go. But the Warriors, they'll hoist up the Larry O'Brien trophy if. What's the end of that sentence?
2: Must be 21 plus and present in present and select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
6: Ooh, that's a big sentence. So while it all starts with one. Clay's got to be 85, 90 percent of clay because the competition by the end of the season is going to be fierce, and things are about to get harder for the Warriors, who've had an easy schedule. Almost every game's been at home, so they got to get something from Clay, and I think they're going to need some health luck, bad luck to befall other teams whether it's Jamal Murray's slower to recover than we think Kawhi Leonard doesn't become Kawhi Leonard if he even returns this season the Nets remain I don't know what to describe the Nets a fiasco whatever is going on with the Nets I still think those teams at full health would be ahead of the Warriors but if they get Clay back and Clay's almost old Clay, they can go toe-to-toe with anybody in the NBA
4: well, well what, Zach, one Richard, thing you're, before you're, you're, you start, can you, no, no, can you no, back no, up from the camera a little bit? Why is your face I, so close? Like, I have, can you I have back been, up a little I, bit? It's It's I have pretty, been asking
1: okay. you that for months, <laughs> and you still won't address it when you're in this camera. So back to my original point, Zach, the one thing that you're accounting for when you're talking about Jamal Murray and Kawhi Leonard is that Klay Thompson is coming back months before those guys. He's slated to come back in the next few weeks where we don't have a timetable for Jamal Murray. We know it's going to be months, and Kawhi Leonard is going to be months. So we can't really throw those two iffy teams because Klay will have a whole few months to acclimate before those guys are even ready to start playing. That's one. I truly believe, believe that the Warriors become the best version of themselves. If the guys like Wiseman if Poole, Gary Payton the second if Otto Porter if those guys are studs because when you go back to the 15 and 16 team the team that won 73 wins the team that won a championship their bench was furious their their death lineup their all of those things were about a team and everyone moving at a cohesive unit we know Steph we know clay we know Dre. It's the rest of the guys that we will have questions about. And if those guys play well, then the Warriors should be the
4: favorite. Mm. I 100% agree with you, RJ. And it comes to the others. Yes, I agree with you. We know what Clay could bring if he's healthy. We know the experience that Andre Iguodala has, Steph Curry and Draymond Green. But when it gets to the playoffs... Or the guys like Jordan Poole or the guys like Damian Lee Wiseman, can they adjust on the fly? Can they pay attention to the little details, the things that don't show up in the stat sheet? Can they be able to be consistent when guys take away their strength on the offensive end and be able to counter and do things on, uh, you know, and, and, and do things and counter? Because we all know, when the playoffs start, the scout report book gets a little thicker mm. and guys key in on guys. So, you know, throughout the regular season, you move on to the next game. But in the seven game series, all of a sudden, things become a little tougher. Those shots become uh, more meaningful. And so that's what I'm talking about when I look at the Golden State Warriors like those others. Can Andrew Wiggins be that? a uh, two-way player defend a guy like LeBron James for a 7 game series not stop him but control him enough where they can actually win the series
3: the scouting report gets thicker and the rotation gets shorter mm-hmm. I asked Draymond Green this exact thing the Warriors win a championship if and he said if Jordan Poole continues to grow if we continue to get better defensively even though they're already pretty good at turning teams over if they cut down on their own turnovers and if they get clay back so we all are kind of in Draymond's head because I think we touched on all of those little things but perk Who is the player on the team that isn't Steph Curry, Draymond, Clay that is a key to their title run?
4: It's Andre Iguodala, a guy that they bought back, a guy that they know is so valuable. And and Richard, fix your damn face, bro. Listen, just listen for a second. He is so key for that second unit. When I look at how he controls the game, being able to be that point uh, forward type guy, you know, because the Warriors do a lot of cutting and things to that nature. So when Steph Curry goes out the game, I love how uh, Andre Iguodala steps up as a leader. So he is the most important, in my opinion, because it's so key for those <laughs> yeah, young okay, guys.
1: Okay, okay, well, yeah, we get it, we get it, we get it. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to express here. The fact that you're saying that Andre Iguadala, who I could have played against in college, and I'm 41 years old, is the key to them being successful. Andre is going to be an important piece to what they do. But it really comes down to Wiseman. If Wiseman can turn into... You know, we look at what DeAndre Ayton has done, the jumps that he has made. He hasn't turned into this crazy offensive threat, but if Wiseman can learn how to roll and replace, and Stephen A, as much as I rarely quote the big fella, the OG brings it up. If you can win it with Andrew Bogut, and you can win it with Zaja Pachulia, if 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 Wiseman can develop into a, a good role player, he's highly skilled, he was the number one pick, he has all of these things. If he can contribute just enough, then I think the Warriors have
4: a the Warriors have have a very very tough time being beaten. Well, first of all, he was the number two pick. Let's get that right. Oh, excuse, and me, then, excuse me. And then second of all. The Golden State Warriors were better when Wiseman went down. They actually were better with Looney in the lineup. And so here's the thing: I know the ceiling is 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 bright for Wiseman, but let's not act like him and Steve Kerr were not on the same page last year. So I would. He was 19 years old. He was 19 years like, I, old. No, I, I no, he was 19 that. years uh, old. and uh, was a uh, rookie. Okay, it I takes understand. Time. Uh, I understand that. But you're. It sounds like to me that you're hating on Andre Iguodala because. He's able to still be athletic. He's still able to play at that age, and you wasn't. You became a mentor, but he's still able to provide those type of meaningful minutes that the Warriors need. That's why they brought him back, Richard. That's why. Yeah, Andre Iguodala will be the key to winning the I championship say, for the Well, he was
6: can't a final win. Oh, at not. one I point, he was, that was that. a finals MVP,
3: Zach, I actually think yeah. Zach and I have had some a interesting discussions. We've had some interesting discussions about James Wiseman, about his usage. So I am curious, Zach, who is your guy that you're looking at outside of their kind of core three?
6: Well, these guys between making fun of each other name damn near every player on the <laughs> Warriors roster. And whenever you ask this question, it tends to be either young guys, young guys, young guys, oh, Wiseman's exciting, Poole's exciting. Or old guys, old guys, old guys like Andre Iguodala. Perk mentioned the right name for like a second and moved on. And the name is Andrew Wiggins. Mm. Nobody ever brings up Andrew Wiggins because he's boring. He puts up the same numbers he every year boring all the time. When he They're dunked going the to other need night. the best version of Andrew Wiggins if they want to win floor playoff series. That's Andrew Wiggins, above average three point shooter on good volume. That's Andrew Wiggins, like Perk said, defending everyone from number one point guards to number one wings. Because guess what? Clay Thompson, everyone wants to talk about his shooting. He was massively important to the Warriors defense, their second best perimeter defender, maybe third best. Of it. After Andre, he guarded point guards, guarded lots of guys. I don't know if you can ask him to do that fresh off those two severe injuries. The burden on Andrew Wiggins is going to be enormous. He can play a lot of minutes. We know that. So I'm looking at him. You guys can focus on the sexier names. I'll take the boring one because well, he's the one that means the most.
4: But Zach, you and I have been on multiple shows together when I have said that this is the best thing for Andrew Wiggins. Now he gets to be the third option. He don't have to be the number one pick. So. I don't understand when you sit up here and yep. say that guys are overlooking him, and then you say I touched on him for a split second. First you of all, it, yeah, it takes it, it, can, it can takes a minute for come... me to even get his name. Out. Malika, we, it, gets, it takes a minute. Malika, for you to a lot, you get, get a your lot man of in check. Get, get this dude in it check. It
3: takes it takes it takes a minute for you to just get some words out, and it's okay. But top, they want to be there. And speaking of top, coming up is the top of the top of this week, and it is so good that these plays didn't even make the cut. NBA Today rolls
2: on. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
1: Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today.
3: Welcome back. This week we had some of the best top plays of the season thus far, hands down. So let's run it back with the top plays of the week, and let's start with let's top go. game winners. Luca, magic. Luca.
4: That bad. Oh. Uh, and
3: uh. that is all she wrote.
4: hmm He always do that I'm to the
1: Celtics. Going to go t- t- his t- left. They tried to cut off the left. Look, there's three guys there. They tried <laughs> to cut off that left, man. Yeah. You got to get it out of his left hand. If it's Luca, you got force him right. Give him a
3: layup. And just last night, UC Riverside. Oh, Arizona that hurt. State, Arizona State. Oh.
1: Love
6: it.
3: We knew you love would. Love it. We knew you
1: would. Love it. I love it. That
3: was all They're
1: trash. <laughs> Arizona State coached by a Duke coach. You know they're in trouble.
3: All right. Let's take a look at top moves. John you know Morant. in trouble.
1: Hate
4: to see it. You know he had to be on here.
3: He's always Ooh. on here. Ooh.
4: Ooh. Ooh. Crossover?
3: Ooh. All right.
4: Yeah. Okay. It's With been, the been cross, a year for him.
3: Legs.
1: Mm. Uh, most is most improved. Him or Tyler Hero? Most improved.
3: Perk. I mean. You know he's taking John Morant. You know he is. All right. In Utah, Jordan Clarkson. I mean, he put him on Ooh. skates. Ooh. In, Sorry, Gallinari. Nah.
1: In his bag. Is that rhyme, Sorry,
3: Gallinari. Yeah. No.
1: Nah, no. Nah, he. No. He. He knew. Gallinari just gave up at that point in time. <laughs> are we going to talk, talk about the Hawks? Where have the Hawks been? Well, we're going to talk
3: about the top dunks, that's for sure, Richard. It starts <laughs> with Andrew
4: Wiggins had a night Ooh. against his oh, old Oh, You mate. said you won the D-Low, huh? Oh, my
2: God! You yeah. said you
4: won the D-Low. We, uh. well, we had, yeah, but... He wanted that that was
1: extra sauce people Andrew Wiggins doesn't play like this every night because he's not playing against the Timberwolves every night. Well, <laughs> that, he's got to figure out a way to later, muster that up. That oh, he
3: oh. Put Kat on a poster there. My Yo, all goodness the, all the old all the
1: old heads. Remember Jason Richardson doing that. Mm. Got to give a shout out to Jay Rich.
3: My goodness. What a night it was for him. All right. Let's take a look at some top lobs there. Gary Payton the second has been flying all year oh his
1: his head's at the rim watch this on My the replay goodness yes oh bay area his pop you know gotta I be proud it. of this one look at this look at this right there head at the Ooh. rim amazing and he's but only like a last he's but like not a least six, you guys,
3: guard you gotta see this
1: here comes rozier he's got miles
3: oh!
1: <laughs> <Yosa>. <laughs> <laughs> Hump, diddly, <D. laughs> I'm just gonna say as an athlete up here, as as me and Malika being the well, only two only athletes up here on this panel. You can
4: always get in, in and the Vince upper now. room. So security guard, <laughs> please open that velvet rope <laughs> for Miles Bridges. <gasps> what oh, to join us the into the upper room. Upper room. I still don't think oh, it, we're gonna have if a lot by us. the end.
3: Yeah, if that was us, I think our, our upper room might have been a little different, right?
2: maybe, maybe. I-,
4: I wonder hey richard i wonder if you would have made the upper room you know what i mean while you was playing you had some highlights though no, in a good way, and, and, why are you rolling I, your eyes i'm giving because, you because because at the end he doesn't trust the of the day, like
1: if it was if it was no god no i wouldn't trust anything <laughs> from perfect <laughs> Compliment, food, CPR, nothing. I ain't trusting nothing. No CPR, hey, no, pur- that is certain. Per, pur- if, if they ever tell me that you're the only person there from mouth to mouth, just let me die. <laughs> just let me die. At we'll, the pearly we'll gates, sure. if God says it, I'll be like, you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm okay I'm with good.
3: that. I'm good. Well, you know I'm what, good? Rich? Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant, they might make it into the upper room at some point this season. Mm -hmm. And coming up on NBA Today, they have been carrying their teams to start the season. But does our panel need to see more from him? That's next.
2: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify?
3: So to more than state the obvious winning a championship is hard and then things don't get any easier once you've won you're no longer the hunter you're the hunted and last season the Bucks won their first championship since 1971 when Kareem and company did it and that means night in and night out they have gotten every team's best shot and through 10 games they felt it between that and injuries Milwaukee started the season four and six and then came Monday when they took a trip to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue.
1: We are grateful for this opportunity, and uh, it's a great example with a lot of hard work. You can accomplish a lot of things in life, and uh, this is one of those amazing gifts.
3: Giannis has spent a lifetime putting in the work. On Monday, the finals MVP enjoyed the fruits of his labor, a trip with the NBA champions to the White House, and a special FaceTime with an absent teammate.
2: Please pick up, please.
1: Please, this is... Oh, man.
3: Hey, Chris, how are you doing?
5: How you doing, man? Who's that out here in the background here?
1: Thank God you picked up, Chris.
5: Thank
3: you. <laughs> <laughs> On Tuesday, it was back to work. The Bucks traveled a few miles up I-95 to Philadelphia, and Giannis made the difference in the final moments.
2: And then a couple, Drive, quarter, jumper, This is a must-stop. talking
4: Sometimes pretty, sometimes it's ugly, but
3: win is a win. 24 hours later, just a few hours north to the world's most famous arena.
1: We played them like three games ago. Beat us by 20. Definitely had that in the back of our mind.
3: Off the, steal. To the Tonight, the Bucks finished their trip up the northeast quarter in Boston on ESPN. Milwaukee isn't at the level they'd want at 6-6, six six, but you're guaranteed to get Giannis' best. His best is what got him here. Giannis is doing it all again for the Bucs this season, as he's one of five players leading his team in points, rebounds, assists per game, and Giannis is on pace for his fourth career season, averaging 25 points, 10 boards, five assists as he seeks to break a tie with Oscar Robertson for the most such seasons in NBA history and he'll need his best because the Bucs are still there without Chris Middleton you saw him being FaceTime Brooke Lopez Dante DiVincenzo and then the Celtics are a game under 500 and they're playing without Jalen Brown so perk which team needs tonight's game more
4: it's the Celtics, mm-hmm. and and the and, and reason why is because they have been inconsistent, right? They haven't found their identity. They just got their first home win last game, and Jason Tatum has to rise to the occasion. I see that he's averaging a, a couple more assists over the last few games, but he has to get back to scoring at a high-efficiency level, and I think tonight is going to be... One of those nights is a measuring stick when he going he going against who I believe is the best player in the world, and Giannis Antetokounmpo at home. And I think with with Jalen Brown being out, I think it got to be the Celtics. Mm.
1: Uh, Look, look, I I agree with Perk, you know, even though he keeps flip-flopping between saying that Kevin Durant and and Giannis, it depends on what what, what what type of coffee he has. One of those two are always best player, but what we're going to get back to is I think Boston needs to win this because ultimately I think you look at Milwaukee, they're all pushing in the same direction. They know the formula. They know what they need to do. They just need to get healthy. You got to get DiVincenzo back. Brooke Lopez, obviously, with the back issues. And that's a big component because defensively, what Brooke Lopez does for you and offensively, it's both sides of the floor. You're missing guys that are big contributors on both sides of the floor. You're not just missing offense or defense. So I think the the, the Boston Celtics need to win this game because ultimately there's more questions for them in the long term than I think the Milwaukee Bucks.
6: Zach. Need? Need? (laughs) All the Bucks need is health. The Bucks are fine. (laughs) The Bucks are the Bucks are no, I'm saying need, all the Bucks need is health. They're totally off the radar and they love it. They've been missing four starters for most of the season. Not three, four. Everybody forgets about Dante DiVincenzo. And they're six and six and they're fine. All they need is to get healthy. And I'll say this. I love the way they've played without all those guys. I love kind of how other guys have had to step up. We'll talk more about Giannis in a second. I think when the Bucs get healthy, they are going to go on an absolutely ferocious run across the league and zoom up the standing. So tonight, everyone, whatever RJ and Purchase said is absolutely right. The Celtics have much more uncertainty. It's been a volatile couple of weeks from them. They need this game more than the Bucs who just need health.
3: So, Zach, your, your weekly 10 things column was posted on ESPN.com today, and Giannis Antetokounmpo is featured in it. What do you like about him right now?
6: I love the cha- the way he's approached this challenge, right? All my supporting cast, my best supporting cast guys are out. The wall, the wall that defenders are – of that I see every possession, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, more and more guys. And it's forced him to test himself more as a passer and a playmaker. And you can see, in true Giannis fashion – He enjoys it and he's becoming a better passer. He's paying more attention to when do I have to get off of it early or when do I take like that one extra dribble that sucks in the defense and boom, Grayson Allen's more wide open. He's making passes faster, a greater variety of passers, and beyond that. I love that Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, even Jordan Wara have been elevated into these roles and forced to do more. Pat Connaughton took like 14 threes the other end against the Knicks. That's going to serve all of them well in the playoffs against elite defenses when the Bucs are at full strength because they have this experience now as almost like number two options behind Giannis in some of these games. I think this is going to serve the Bucs well, and if they get healthy – They're going to reassert themselves as the favorites to win the championship, depending on what happens with Kyrie in Brooklyn.
3: So one of the teams that Milwaukee beat en route to the championship last season was the Brooklyn Nets. And they started out slow, but they're quietly playing good basketball. They've won 7 of 10. Kevin Durant leads the league in scoring Mm -hmm. still. But maybe a bigger claim to fame is that he is the top billing in your 10 things column. Zach, why do you have him so high?
6: They were playing in Toronto last week, and Toronto's play-by-play guy, the great Matt Devil, and said, this is the first time Kevin Durant's been on this court since Game 5 of the 2019 Finals when he tore his Achilles. And that just stopped me in my tracks. I was at that game, and I remember what it felt like to see Kevin Durant crumple over. I remember what it felt like to see Bob Myers, the Warriors GM, crying at a press conference. It felt like the league would never be the same again. And then it was, you know, well, Kevin's a great jump shooter. He's seven feet tall. He, you know, he can age like Dirk Nowitzki, even if he never regains his athleticism. He'll be an elite seven-foot jump shooter like Dirk. To see this, night in and night out, 30 a game, 59% shooting, 64% on twos, and just guys can't do anything with him. Guys are trying to get in his face. They're clapping. They're trying to guard him, and he's like, Oh, hey, that's cute. I'm seven feet tall. Let me just pull up and shoot this right over you. And they're all going in. It just seemed so far from that reality two years ago when he fell and crumpled on that court. Mm -hmm. Cherish it every night because what we're seeing is totally unprecedented for someone coming off an Achilles tear and someone asserting himself as one of the ten greatest players of all time at worst.
1: I'm going to be really honest. Like everybody, we joke about Zach and we give him a little bit of mess, but every time this man speaks, you need to listen. It's like going to basketball college, Perk. I know you don't know what college means, but like, I it's about to going go. to college. I, I know didn't have you to didn't go. have to go. I, I didn't it have was to a go. compliment. I'm, i feel take sorry, that you didn't perk. have the privilege Ta- yeah, to yeah, do the take, same. Take, Yeah, yeah take, take the compliment, Perk. But that was really it. Anytime you get an opportunity to check out Zach Lowe's 10
4: Things, you got to do it.
3: What do you think of KD Perk? I know no one's given any uh, so, of you guys a column. No I, I
4: think, no, I think he's the early season front runner for the MVP. I mean, he's the, in my eyes, he's the greatest scorer of all time. And I said this before, that the ball has, a, the, the changing of the basketball has affected everybody else, not Kevin Durant. He has been carrying this next team. Even though James Harden has not been consistent, he hasn't had his best start. Kyrie Irving hasn't been there. So when I say that Giannis is the best player in the league, that doesn't mean I can't say that Kevin Durant is my early season frontrunner for MVP, Richard.
1: (laughs) You you have him overstep. You have him overstep. Okay. I I said what I
3: said. He said what he said and he's I, leaving I'm, it there. But, Richard, he did mention James Harden, who hasn't been having the start that a lot of people thought, and I think that's because of a couple of things. Did he come to into the season with the conditioning that he probably should have or could have if he hadn't had that hamstring injury? But when I'm looking at James Harden, one thing that keeps coming up and folks I'm talking to around the Nets is that he doesn't have a, a guy to throw lobs to. He doesn't have that that lob-catching, running big in the same way. Yes, they have Blake Griffin, they have LaMarcus, but a rolling big, a true rolling big, and they've been without Nick Claxton so when he comes back I'm also looking to see if that chemistry comes takes a little bit of the load off of Kevin Durant but he has been like jaw dropping must watch absolutely spectacular the question is can he get some help so that he doesn't have to do that night in and night out because they're hoping that this is going to be a long season but it's also a long show so coming up next we will play our new favorite game it's chop it or drop it discuss it PG 13 is an MVP candidate yes Yes. Yes. Keep it locked.
4: I got a lot of love, you know,
1: and, and compassion and uh, respect for for those who served. Um, I know people personally who've served and. Um, A lot goes on that that we don't know about it's all for the greater good of us you know and to allow us to live our lives every day without that that pressure and that stress so um, you know much love to all
3: those who served and respect Welcome back to NBA Today here with Richard. I'm just glad he decided to show up. Um, it
4: is so he didn't have iron. Yeah,
3: Wendy's so. no, you know, here.
1: There's an umbrella in here. It is raining in New York. I just it is um, this is bad luck. This is bad luck.
3: Let's play one of our newest segments. Let's play chop it or drop it. Are we going to chop or drop Richard? Just kidding. All right, I'm going to give you guys some topics. We're either going to chop it up or we're going to drop it. If you're not interested, you say drop it. If you're interested, we keep it going. You guys ready?
4: Yep. Let's. All right. let's
3: get it first. It's the Clippers. They're currently riding a six game win streak and Paul George is averaging 26 points close to eight rebounds and seven assists over the span is PG. A legitimate MVP candidate,
4: chop it or drop it, Perk. Chop it, and yes, he is. He is playing some phenomenal basketball as the number one option. And right now, give T. Lewis flowers. A lot of people out there said, "Hey, he just has success." Because of LeBron James, he's coaching and getting the best out of his players and Paul George right now.
3: All right. Well, we also had some dust-ups across the NBA this week. Morris versus Jokic, Turner versus Gobert. But is Kendrick Perkins, is he still the toughest guy in the NBA? Yeah? Drop it or no, drop it,
1: Richard? No, no, no. Drop that nonsense. <laughs> what you drop mean? That nonsense. He's not in the, he's not not, not in the NBA. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's not in – What? I, perks,
0: toughest I mean, I'm standing next is, to him. A little bit more of a risk for me than you. Right? Hey, yeah. relax. We,
4: I, y- I, no, you relax. You, you shouldn't even ask them this question. We got to chop it. You know why? Because we're right. with Perk's toughest players in the NBA oh, right now. Here First we go. Team, all back alley, okay? Guys, I would not want to see if I'm walking down the dark alley. Coming in at number five, we're going with P.J. Tucker yes from north carolina uh, he grew up in a city with only two stop lights and he used to wear no shoes i don't want to deal with a guy like that coming in at number four yep montrez harrell montrez harrell he's a goon he's about that life coming in at number three shot town i think he's from the south side patrick beverly he's he small but he got a big heart Coming in at number two, James Johnson. I don't know if he's a black belt in, what is it, in karate or whatever the case may be. I don't want no <laughs> smoke. I don't want no smoke. Coming in at number one, we going with the OG, Udonis Haslam, raised in a day County. First team. You're you're missing. Missing. Oh, you're missing. He actually oh, played yeah. a
1: game this week where he didn't get thrown
4: out.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. oh,
4: yeah. oh, it happened
1: in years. Quite what, who is what? missing, Richard? No, he's, miss, he's missing Aquaman. He's miss, how do you keep out Steven Adams? How do you keep out Aquaman? Well, that's Just personal. I don't, I don't know
4: perc. nothing about New... Perc. Listen, my dad lives in New Zealand, and he said it's the safest place to live <laughs> in the world. That's why.
3: So, meeting in I'm dark alleys...
0: I'm not
1: messing with
4: no Kiwis. Is he missing
3: anybody, Brian?
0: I mean, Steven Adams and Kirk used to have some fierce battles mm-hmm. in practice. I love Careful what you say. I mean, you're,
3: you're a little close. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But, I,
0: I mean, I don't know who i might pick in that. I might go with the, the Kiwi in that one. Maybe. Well, we'll have yeah, more yeah, NBA today. But in the
3: break, I think we need to talk about who's the toughest on NBA today. Like, uh, I, I think oh, I I'm number one. Y'all
2: can keep that.
3: We have some awesome games this weekend. Perk and I, we'll see you at halftime. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And then Richard, I don't even know what he's going to be doing. <laughs> I just hope you're okay out there. <laughs> NFL Live is next. <laughs> Bye,